love. Love, love, love. What an interesting word. I decided to make a few conversations with different people about love. So this is going to be the first one I had. And it's with three people that are in my life. One has been in my life for 20 years. One has been in my life for eight or nine years. And the other one has been in my life for almost two months. Um, It's a really interesting conversation. And I apologize ahead of time for any technical difficulties, but so far it came out okay. Don't forget to leave a message if you want and enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone. Hola, Raquel. What's up? Hi. Um, I have three people today in the podcast, and it's May, which most of you know. It's America and Edson. And before we begin, I'd like you guys to briefly introduce yourself so that listeners can know a little bit about you. So, America, can you please go first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, my name is America, um, and I am 39 years old. I live in Chicago, but I grew up in Chicago in the Humble Park neighborhood. Um, and a little info about me. Um, I was an architect for 15 years until I decided I wanted to take more control of my life and do something else, um, something that I was passionate about. So right now I am a uh, certified life coach um, and I coach people around careers, health, uh, love and relationships. That's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. And um, are you single, married, divorced? I am single. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. Because I don't want all the men asking, is she single? Is she divorced? Is she married? I am happily single. So it's going to be a very special man who's going to make me want to not be single. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand. And uh, May, can you go next? Yeah, I'm I'm 36. I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm first generation Mian. It's not very known, but it originated. Uh, we originated in China and migrated all throughout Southeast Asia. So you can look it up. It's M I E N H. Um, and I have a little five year old girl. I'm single. And my background was predominantly in property management. And Uh I switched over to caregiving, like senior caregiving. And then I, and then I switched over to now I'm doing duck cleaning. Awesome. And you're a wonderful mama. Thank you. So are you. (laughs) Thanks. All right, Mr. Edson. What up? (laughs) um so i'm uh i'm 27 and a half uh originally my family's from mexico Uh, i am first generation uh from chicago Uh, yay Uh, i grew up in the north side of the city uh currently living in bucktown uh, my background has been in sales, um, started super entry level, moved up into consult, uh, into consulting, uh, business development. Um, right now I actually am starting a, a couple of businesses, one in business coaching, um, kind of teaching small businesses here in the city, how to expand their, their social media presence. Um, and interact with their clients a little bit more. Um, awesome. Yeah, and I started. Uh, I just recently started doing credit repair for for people that need the help. Yeah. Uh, if y'all wanna add your little info, like your Instagram or Facebook, or how people could get in touch with you, America and Edson, since you guys deal with a lot of people, like I guess face to face or yeah, sure. What, 
you guys could go ahead and do that right now or at the end of the show. It doesn't doesn't matter to me. Sure. Um, you guys can add me at uh, Z-E-D-S-O-N-1. Okay. And that's on Instagram? That's on IG. Okay. And I will put a link on there on the in the notes in the podcast. And awesome. you, America? Um, yeah. So uh, you guys can reach me. Um, my Instagram handle is within underscore life coaching. Um, I just started my platform, so there's not a lot of resource on there. Um, and then you can also contact me at America at within life org. That's my email. Perfect. Perfect. And I'm going to give y'all May's number. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> so today's podcast. Oh, Edson, are you yeah. married single? I'm it's recently divorced. I'm recently engaged. Um, Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm a father of of two beautiful little girls, four and two. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. So, all right, did you did you propose to the baby mama? <laughs> yeah, I did. So you have two kids, and and you're getting married like you just proposed. Yeah, it's kind of a weird story. Oh, I want to hear no, it. No, go ahead. That's what, the podcast, <laughs> oh, that's what the podcast is about, love, Edson. So if you want to start, go ahead. Yeah, let's get to it then. Uh, I guess that's the first question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've known her for, man, I want to say about uh, 12 years now, maybe more. Uh, went to high school with uh, her older brother, so I've known her since... I think I was a freshman in high school. Um, but yeah, we just kind of, uh, we kind of got a little bit, a little bit comfortable, you know, just kind of being in the, in the, in the dating realm, um, decided to have kids. We've always had the idea of getting married and, you know, making it a big shebang with the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I moved to New Jersey and at the end of 2016, uh, kind of put everything off uh, at the time. And then just like any other relationship, we had some turmoil, um, but uh, moved back to moved back to Chicago in the beginning of 2019. And uh, just, I mean, everything, everything's lining up the way that we intended it to right now. And it just seems like a perfect time to, to do it. Yeah. Edson, I have questions for you. Because totally. I <laughs> because I coach a lot. I knew this was yeah. gonna happen. I, I'm the only guy on here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is good. This is gonna be very helpful. We'll we'll even we'll even help you out with like some female tips and tricks. But <laughs> but I, I coach. So I coach women around love and relationships. And okay. um, you know, when I present myself to these group of women, I'm the first one to say like, "Hey, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out." Like I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm an expert in it, but you know, there's things that I've learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that like baffles me sometimes about men is, is this idea of like, um, like getting comfortable. You said like you guys got comfortable, right? Um, and I'm, yeah. and I'm wondering if she got comfortable too, or if she was like putting pressure on you to like, like, this is what I want. I want to get married. Um, and so I, I always, I always really appreciate like a man's perspective right and then you said you moved to jersey did you move alone yeah i um so i i moved alone over there initially and then uh she's always been a city girl so she didn't really like the idea of moving out there i kind of just very very spontaneously decided from one day to the next that i was gonna go yeah um did you have kids already i had yeah so we had zyda already she was um she was about to be a year um, at the time, um, so it was definitely a tough decision. I just, I mean, it, it just so happened that I had a job opportunity out there. I, I was going to pursue my career in business development, and uh, it was going to be a good, good stepping stone for me to just take and you know, kind of grow in my industry. So yeah. I, so I decided just to go. Uh, she moved then out there with me a, a couple of months later. Uh, stayed out there for about eight months or so. She didn't really like it. So she moved back to the city, um, to Chicago. And uh, I kind of just, we we kind of did the long distance thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the complacency question. So um, 
Man, that's a very loaded question. Uh, it, it is. It is because I'm, I, I'm, I, this is this is something that has always baffled me because, you know, I understand the dynamic between a man and a woman. There's kind of like like the chase. Right. And right. when the chase is happening, you know, like the woman at that point doesn't really know if she wants to invest in this guy. And so she's kind of like moves away from you. And then the more she moves away from you, the more the guy wants to chase and prove himself to her that like, I want you. Yeah. I'm. I, like, like I deserve you and I'm going to show you how I deserve you. But right. I see like there's a switch that happens in my own relationships and, and talking to other women. Like it's not, it's a very known phenomenon, right? So once the mm-hmm. woman is hooked and not always, okay, I'm not saying always, but I'm seeing more often than not, once a woman is hooked and she's there and she's like, okay, I like you. Like I'm here. The guy's kind of, there's kind of like a thing that happens where the guy's like, Okay, well, eh. thank you. But then they, they, they get into like a comfort and and then the woman starts kind of almost chasing the man or giving, giving, giving to the man. And the more a woman gives to a man, the more man's like, eh, like they I, need my them space. Away. I need my space. I need, I, I need to go pursue another life in New Jersey. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but I guess I'm asking, yeah. is that what happened? Uh, no, that's not what happened. I mean, um, I think just like in anything, there's always, there's always a balance. Um, so my, my parents are still married now mm-hmm. and, uh, I get a lot of my relationship advice from them. Mm-hmm. Um, godparents. So, um, I remember having a conversation with my godparents and they gave me a pretty good analogy and they mentioned that, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard that opposites kind of attract all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I just think it's, it's just, it's, it's something that needs to be really well balanced. Um, you know, there's, there's expectations that people have for certain things. And sometimes, you know, we get lost in like this great, great area between like expectations and think taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, in a really, really good, strong relationship, there needs to be really good communication um, from the get-go. And, um, you know, that's something that my fiance and I have, I mean, we've struggled with obviously. And, you know, we still try to this day to, you know, voice whatever expectations we have, if we have any, and it's not happening. Um, and how old are you guys? So my fiance is 26 now. I'll be 28 later this year. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's, there's certain things that, that, uh, she has a really high expectation of myself that sometimes I'm just like not aware. Um, and the, and the same thing goes vice versa, you know? So we kind of use it their our own energy to just push, motivate, or, you know, ex- or, or, um, kind of an ex- in, in a sense, um, ask the other person to pull a little bit more weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause complacency. When, happens. when you were, when you were growing up, did you witness love with your parents? Oh, totally. Were, did... Yeah, totally. What about you, America? You know, I, I, I really appreciate this question, Adriana, um, because I think that that model of what your parents show you love is affects you very deeply as a child. I agree. And so you you model your future relationships like subconsciously without being aware of it as like, well, this is what I know love is. And so with my parents and I don't want to give too much of their info, like too much of reveal too much about their life. Of course, their 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 relationship was full of drama. Like it it was full of drama and it took me a couple of of attempts in relationships to, to realize that like my definition of a relationship was that it had to be dramatic. There had to be drama or else it wasn't love. Um, and Oh my God, that makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah. And, and then, and then, you, and then, you know, whatever happens to somebody like at one point, like drama, dramatic love, yes, can be like exciting and it can feel really passionate and there's a lot of like, well, I'm going to leave you. It's like telenovelas, right? 
I'm going to leave you. And then he chases you and then you give in and there's passion and lovemaking and, and then, and then things fizzle out, right? Because like you're in calm waters, but calm waters is boring. Calm waters feels boring. Right. And so then you stir up the drama, like somebody in the relationship stirs up the drama and then you're back in the dramatic thing. And, And people like if you, if you were raised around that, then that's what you recreate over and over in your relationships until you finally say this doesn't feel good because dramatic love doesn't really feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. What about you, May? Did you? I didn't witness like any sort of like loving action. So I guess the way my parents showed love was um, coming home every day, providing and yeah. um yeah, being consistent with that, I guess. And I'm, I mean, off of what you're saying, America, like, I, I do expect that from a partner. Like, uh, you know, someone, I mean, just like my parents, like, they built a life together. I want to build a life with somebody. Um, but I definitely do want to show more affection than they have. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you... I mean, I'm just curious. I, I want to ask all three of you this. Do you think you love the way your parents love? Uh, I've definitely have taken responsibilities for what I truly want and have like continually changed my definition of what love is. Because dramatic, dramatic love okay. is not love. It's just not. Um, like for me, it's more about like shared intimacy. And I think a lot of people don't really understand what real intimacy is between a couple. And yeah, I think everybody thinks it's yes, that it's sex. something physical and it's, 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 it, yeah, no, it's, it's not, not. And it's not, it's not something emotional or, and it's not something spiritual and it's not something it's, 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 I think like all of it, right? Because as human beings, we are physical, we are emotional, we do think, and we do, do you know what I mean? There is like this, this energy within us and it's taking all those parts and showing them to that person, you know, and that's what real intimacy is. And, and, and intimacy starts with yourself. It's like, how well do you know yourself and how well do you love yourself? Because if you don't know yourself very well, then how are you going to truly share yourself in a very authentic way with the person you're with? Yeah. On the on the outside, I just met Edson about what a month and a half ago. Something like that. And and we would I would FaceTime his fiance and and he would talk to me or he would say hi, but I got to know him this past month, the month that he was here with his girls and. He is one of the most confident people that I know. And that's why I wanted Joseph to be in this because he's another one that grew into this confidence that, you know, it, you feed off mm-hmm. of that. And do you think, um, Edson, that you got that because of your parents? Um, I don't know. Um... Do you see yourself in your parents? I do with certain traits. Um, I don't think I don't think I get my confidence out of a specific trait from my parents. Not to discredit them at all. Um, my right. parents have always been extremely encouraging. From I don't know from what I remember, um, but I think um, I think there there's a certain point where people just either develop it or, or they don't. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think that comes from the ambition that someone has really, uh, and how yeah. willing they are to, to put themselves out there. Yeah. I, I really, makes, I really appreciate sense. what Edison said though, because it's okay. I've, I've gotten so many weird names. I'm, I'm numb to that. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate what you're saying because, like, it does all start with your parents and like your development with your parents. Like, like I, like my my upbringing was a little bit different than Edson's upbringing because, like, my parents were very demanding of who they expected you to be. So instead of allowing you the room to 
figure out who you were as like this individual, like there was rules and there was demands and there was expectations. And when you behaved in a way that they didn't approve, they told you like, that's right. not how yeah. you're supposed to act. Do you know what I mean? And so it sounds yeah. like Edson's parents gave him like, you know, the safety and the protection of like what parents are supposed to do without being too overbearing or having him feel like he needs to be this or be that or not. Do you know what I mean? That, so, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, my parents were extremely open in that sense where, you know, they would remind my sister and I like, Hey, um, you know, we're going to have certain ideas for you, but at the end of the day, it's going to be you guys living your life. So be wise and be really, really like, direct on what you want to accomplish in your life and just go after it mm-hmm. um for a really long time actually my my dad was super super set on the fact that i was going to be an architect <laughs> um yeah my dad has a back, background in civil engineering so i mean up until i was a freshman in college that's what i thought i was going to be yeah wow yeah. it's so funny that like you were supposed to be an architect i became an architect but somehow we're, we we both ended up as coaches yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Do you think that you're afraid of falling in love? I'm not Edson, obviously, because he's talking. I'll talk to the girls now. I mean, I'll just answer briefly. Both... Um, the yeah, are were you yeah, afraid? Yeah, I still am. You still are what? Afraid to love to love your fiance. I mean, I I know she's a great hearted or you know big hearted person but i mean it's scary that word you know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it's it's something that you know if you if you feel it there's like no turning back yeah so how did you know that you wanted to give her a ring after so many years oh man there had to be something that clicked I know she didn't threaten you. Well, that's the first thing she did. <laughs> <laughs> you better give me a ring now. Or... And she probably meant no, it. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I mean, I, I, I never felt like I didn't want to give her a ring. You know? Um, I knew she was the one from the moment we started dating. Um, she has a totally different upbringing than I do and to America's point you know what 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 are you what were you what environment were you raised in um I knew it was going to be a, a bit of a struggle with her um you know and even and even now um you know we're, we're not perfect but I mean I just I I just decided you know it at this point, it's, you know, we're, we're two kids into the relationship. We're living, we've been living together for quite some time. Um, you know, why not, why not just completely seal the deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, love, love is scary in my opinion. Still is. <laughs> Me? Um, sorry. The question was, do I fear love? Yeah. Yes. Or are you afraid of love? You said, are you afraid of love? Okay. Same thing. Okay. Afraid, feared. Yeah. Yeah, just because... I don't know, that sounds so big. <laughs> and, and you've been disappointed. Yeah, and I've been disappointed. And then it makes me think, was I in love? And is that what love made me do? So, yeah, it's it's scary. Yes, uh, I've talked to a few people and everybody seems to have that same reaction. Yeah, it's a it's a very vulnerable state of mind. I mean, love at first sight for me is my son when I met him when he was born. To me, that is the definition of love at first sight. To me, have y'all ever been in love at first sight? I I think I've experienced it with almost all my boyfriend. I've only had like three serious relationships. Um, But, you know, going back to that, um, do you fear love or or is love scary? Um, 
you know, it's this, it's this again, because I've, I've, I've been coaching around this and a lot of my research and reading has been around, you know, love, right? Because everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. We all say we want it. We, when we don't have it, we want it. Um, and when it finally shows up on your doorstep, I've met very few people who, when the feelings get real, like when you really like, oh my God, I think I'm falling in love with this person. I've rarely met anybody who's told me that they didn't have a moment of panic where they just wanted to run the other way. Um, and I find it interesting when that happens, you know, it's because we have these like moments of of thinking of, of, of how we've been hurt in the past and how like life has proven to us that like, you know, we're going to get hurt. And I think that's where we have to go back to this whole, like loving ourselves, like unconditionally, because I think we're, we're all scared. We all have what we call good parts and bad parts. And the good parts are really easy to show. Everybody loves our good parts. We're funny. We're happy. Like we're, we, it feels good to be around us, but then there's a, bad parts of us that sometimes feel jealous or possessive or angry or scared or insecure. I mean, we all have those parts. And, and I think that we run away because at one point, like all those parts become exposed and we're too scared to show those parts, but that's where like, you know, we have like get in there and love those parts of us. Um, in my opinion, uh, no, sorry fine. to cut you off. In my opinion, in my opinion, Raquel, that's where that's where confidence comes from. Um, yeah, you know, truly, truly feeling content with yourself, and you know, and I think I think that gets rid of the jealousy and like the unstableness of yourself in general in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that makes a lot yeah, of sense because I mean, honestly, like a lot of times, people, people, I'm gonna say people. Um, uh, like we want, we want to say that, oh, I feel insecure because he or she is doing this. But the truth of the matter is that if like you felt like if you loved yourself completely, then you would take ownership for those feelings. Be like, okay, they might, they might've done something, but like, I'm the one who's feeling this way. Like they're not making me feel this way. And if I feel this way, Hey, why not? Let's, why not share that with that person? That's what intimacy is like. Hey, I'm feeling insecure, you know, because of something that happened. Like, can we talk about it, you know, in, in, a, in a very coming from a point of like love instead of like, you know, directed anger or hurt or whatever it is. And that. Yeah, I that that makes that that is amazing how you're how you guys are wording this, because I think there's a lot of people out there that think that way, but they're afraid to they probably think that they're thinking that the does it make sense? Like they think that way, but in their brain, they're probably like, it's probably, I'm sure probably yeah, be thinking yeah. right. we beat these, we, we beat ourselves up and I've done it. I've done it recently where I, we, yes, you we overthink, overthink and you disconnect from your heart and you beat yourself up. Like if, if people would, if, if, if you're into inner voice, I call it the little gremlin in your head were to have like a little sound speaker so that everybody could hear how we talk to ourselves, we would be shocked. Everybody would be like, holy shit, you're really freaking mean to yourself. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Mine would have to go to, like, a therapist <laughs> because of mental abuse. That's, really... <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I do. And, and, you know, I learned little by I go to a therapist. And I've learned, I think all three of you know that. I've learned little by little because of my mm-hmm. therapy. And the biggest thing I learned with her it took me four therapists to find her um the biggest thing i learned from her is how did she uh you shouldn't have to work so hard to be happy and this podcast i've been sitting on this may i think for like almost a year right if not more (laughs) yeah i think more than that and it was funny because America and I are, are, are very close. We started becoming close maybe like two and a half years ago. And I didn't even tell her because I just did it. And when I text her my podcast and she texts me back, she's mm-hmm. like, who, what, where? Like, that's amazing. You know, and you get that support from the people that mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and care about you. Okay. My, my circle is very small. Very small. 
I text maybe like six people out of this whole entire world, like every day or every other day. And Edson is one of them because he's helping me eat better. Yeah, Edson is helping me eat better and take care of myself more. And he pumps me up. The way he talks, his confidence, the way he talks, that's how I I read his Like a hype man, (laughs) you know, like a hype man. It's hilarious because I get that from other people too. But for someone you just met a month ago to someone you have known your whole life, you get more support from people that you know less time. And how is that different? I'm not saying that I love Edson, but I I care. I care for him. I see his wife like she's my cousin. Um, but how is that? How does that happen in, in our lives where there's people that just come into your life and make like your world just a little bit better? And he brings kids along. So that's even better. And like America, I've known for 25, 27 years and we didn't talk for 20 of those years or more. And then we just clicked one night. And she's back and she made my life better and May made my life better since 2007. And we stopped talking for a while too. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like the way we care and love for people. It's a reflection of how you care about yourself. Thanks, Edison. I was thinking the same words. Like, oh, shoot. Edison Edison again. People are just going to change their That's like a big point because I... I'm the type of person, I'm an empath, and I love to love. I'm a giver. I love to pump people up. I love looking at all the good stuff of people. And I'm always wondering why I do that. But I've been like that since I was a little girl. I I remember that ever since, like, first, second grade, I was the one cheering everyone on with stuff. You know, I was, oh, there goes Raquel's, you know, come on. She's, I know she's going to clap for me if she's in the bleachers. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and it's just weird how you guys see it, it's a reflection. Mm-hmm. And I see it in my son a lot. I, I see myself in my son, even though he doesn't talk. and But I see his happiness, his, his just his joy. I see that that's part of me. He might not look not, nothing like me, but he acts like me. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and sorry, I think that's um, awesome. I, Go I ahead, wanted America. to jump back to this idea of of what we were talking about, uh, Edson, and then you touched on it. Was like we're all a reflection to each other. So the way that I like balance myself, because sometimes when we're too up in our head, like I offer a couple of things to myself that. I offer to my clients or friends or family, if they, if they ask for my opinion, is that like, A, we are not our thoughts, right? We are not our thoughts. And the other thing is that if you are feeling bad about yourself, it's mostly because you're in, up in your head instead of connecting to your heart. Because when you're connected to your heart, life feels fun. It feels light. It feels joyful. You feel happy. Like you feel connected to people. You don't feel alone. Like you feel like you're part of like this bigger picture, bigger world. And and you feel so alive and you feel so full that at that point, you're just shooting rainbows at people. You know, you're loving everybody because you're, you're so overflowing with love. Um, so you know, again, what I offer is like, if you're feeling bad, it's because you're telling yourself a story, you're believing a thought, and your thought, it's your gremlin, I call it's it banana gremlin. because banana seems like it's a little less dangerous, if I say, oh, it's, thanks, banana, thanks for sharing, like, but, you know, m- maybe tomorrow, but, I don't know why I thought about uh, Mojo Jojo from uh, Powerpuff Girls, I don't know what that is, <laughs> no clue, why. the monkey, oh, okay. <laughs> I have girls. That's what I'm blaming it yes. on. <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. And the person that comes to my head is that purple teddy bear uh, from Toy Story, the mean guy. Loxo the bear. Lacko- Lox- what is it? What's Loxo. his name? I just watched the movie two Loxo. times. Today. Yeah, that one. That's when, when America says that, that there's that mean person talking yeah. to you. I thought of him right away, but my son watches it every day, so I think that's why. <laughs> Do you think that happens to you, May? That you you don't talk oh, to yourself? Oh, all the time. 
with all the really? time. Yeah. Oh, honey. I don't think it's avoidable. I don't know. No, it's not. It's not avoidable for me. But it's it's quick. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like something that, you know, sits over my head. It's really quick. Like Yeah, me too. Like that was stupid. I think it's now I think it's very now that I'm forty go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's uh I think it's a very habitual thing. Um it's something that, you know, it, it's so deep in our subconscious, we don't really know we're doing it. It just kind of happens. Um, yeah. But I've learned over the last, like, maybe two, three years that, and I, I, I don't know, maybe this is where the confidence comes from, Raquel, but um, uh-huh. I've learned that if I start having, like, a negative thought, I can just kind of nip it in the bud right away and just say, what the, wait, what am I telling myself, like? I am really good, good at that or that's this something else better is going to happen instead of yeah, yeah you get I, what I'm saying um uh-huh I have a cousin that's a uh his name is Marco and you guys all listen to him in my podcast um he is a licensed therapist and um mm-hmm. he taught me about affirmations before I actually he was the reason why I went to the therapist he convinced me but he taught, taught me about affirmations and he does affirmations every morning, mm-hmm. and I've learned to do that. <clears throat> I, I try to meditate at least 10 minutes in the morning, and I do my affirmations, and I feel really good. But let me tell you, if I don't do it, I'm moody. Like, I forget to tell myself, hey, girl, you're doing an awesome job, even though all you did today was sweep and mop, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I don't, I don't, I try not to like mm-hmm. put myself down anymore. So, um, something I did to, to teach myself that, I don't know if maybe you want to try it too, Raquel. Um, I used to write down, um, my five top things to accomplish for the day between three to five. And if I accomplished at least 50% of those things, it was a W for my day. Oh, I don't know if you notice. I do that every oh, day. Cool. I, I have a little chalkboard in my kitchen. The one you use for your uh, uh, engage uh, for your for you to propose. Oh, cool! And on that, I write I write three things that I want to accomplish today. That's awesome. And when I do it, I do a little happy dance because <laughs> I got it done, and I'm a badass. There you know, you and it could be little things. It could be pay the bills, uh, keep kitchen counters clean, and make sure you wipe down the bathroom today. You know, like. It's little things, but those little mm-hmm. things are sometimes not accomplished. Right. And it makes me fall yeah. in love with myself more. Um, another thing, too, that, that could doing. be helpful for, for everybody, I, I, I do it, and, uh-huh. like, it could be a mental note, is, like, when first thing before you get out of bed is make, like, a little mental gratitude list. And then before you go to bed, right. add to it. Like, and it could be anything small, like, there was no traffic, or it was a sunny, beautiful day, and it felt great. You know, things like that. Or it could be something big, like, wow, I, you know, as many How as many you things can. do you do? <laughs> as many. Because I can and sit that's there good. like an that's hour well, the, and be thankful. Well, the purpose, the way it was explained to me, um, I don't know, America, if you, can, if you can agree to this, but the purpose of the exercise in reality has two. So one is to have you write down all the things that you're grateful for to, to, to put you in a grateful state of mind. But in reality, it's to get you to think more deeply about happier things. Ah. Yes. And I'd like to, I'd like, yeah. Cause that's the yeah. opposite. I, that yes. I do. <laughs> we wake up and I tend to dwell too, on babe. the negative interaction of the day and just, you know, sometimes I end up feeling guilty for it or I feel defeated. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to stop thinking about it because it's, it's already over and there's nothing I can do to go back and change that. I mean, of course I can go back and apologize, but at the same time it still happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My, my therapist taught me, don't let one person ruin your whole entire day. Like, don't give them that, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Don't give them that. Satisfaction. Yeah. Satisfaction that 
they ruined your day and now your day's gonna be crappy because they gave you a tone of voice or but whatever. I hate you know what I that mean? That like, is burned into my mind and I cannot forget that interaction. It's funny that you well, say when- that because I used to be like that. Right. And now, and we talked about this. I don't know what the hell happened on February 13th <laughs> on my birthday and I turned 40. But my mind just flipped. And, and America noticed it. And America, you could tell me if I'm right or wrong. When we talked after a couple of months, we just recently reconnected because we're both busy girls. But we don't take, you know, we, we pick up the phone and we act like we talk every day. And she noticed me. The difference. And I don't know what happened to me. It's weird, but I love it. I love this part of me. I love that I'm changing and I'm evolving and I'm happier. And so, I'm, so, I don't know. I'm not. May I, I have, I have a little quote anymore. that I really like. And I know you probably heard it. Everybody's heard it. But holding anger or like resentment or some bad feeling towards other people. Right. It says holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So, in essence, you're hurting yourself. Oh, shit. Oh, damn, that was good. I am. <laughs> yes. But I don't know how to stop yeah, drinking poison. Well, you have to think that you're hurting, you just you're, you're hurting clean. yourself. Like, the other person gets to live their life happy. You drink the poison, and they're happy. They're happy. And you're the one poisoning, like, your own soul, your own heart, your own self. Right. It's not easy, May. It's really not. I used to be extremely resentful. Raquel, I don't know if you know this. Celeste knows that. Yeah, we talked about it. You and I talked about yeah, it. I used to be extremely resentful. And um, I get that from my dad's side of the family. Hmm. I mean, I'm normally um, a very likable person. I'm a very happy person. But some people go out of their way to... <laughs> just take my joy and then it just sits on me and I just let and and we're and then when May calls me and tells me this I feel her soul draining like without her even telling me anything and then I have to ask her what happened and then she'll like vent and I always and I know she'll tell you I always try to tell her don't let that get to you don't take it out on anyone it's not their fault just erase it from your memory and yeah. start the day. I'm going to, I'm going to add like a, a different take on that. Right. Because I, I have a lot of people who come to get coached and like even friends when you, when you tell somebody and I know it comes from a very good place, like just don't feel that way, feel another way. It's hard. Right. I, I think the easier approach, mm-hmm. the approach that is yeah. more genuine to, to yourself and honoring yourself is to go ahead and feel that anger, like feel it explode, kick something, like feel it to the deepest part of your bones because the moment you allow yourself to feel that then it goes away i mean think about the moments that we've been happy right we feel happy we feel happy but it always kind of floats away even the good feelings never stay they float away and the more we try to hold on to them the more they kind of just go away do you know what i'm saying so so it's like, yeah. feel it, just feel it, yeah. say, yeah. And then when you're feeling anger, feel angrier, try to feel angrier. Um, because that, like, you overfeel it. <laughs> you'll see how fast it'll just go. Be like, hey, where'd it go? It's a really weird thing. <laughs> I'm sure people have driven, I'm sure people have driven next to me and looked at me and be like, man, whoever she's on the phone with, <laughs> they must have pissed her off because. Sometimes when I get really angry, and I don't know if I've ever, like, told any of you. I think I have. I'm not sure. Like, I'll just, like, whatever I'm thinking about that person and I'm pissed off to the max, I just pretend that they're in front of me and I just let them have it. (laughs) That's great. And they're not. But I voiced it. I voiced it. It's out of my head and it's Hmm. done. Okay. If you ever did that to me, I I I think I'd feel it. (laughs) Like, way, yeah, way there, like, holy shit, I just got my, I, yeah. something happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and mm-hmm. this another part of love is forgiveness. I have learned how to forgive without yeah, people good. telling that's me that they're sorry. And, and that was very hard for me to learn. 
it, it, it took me like two so years how, for me to learn that. So if you say it's easy for you to forgive people, how how easy is it for you to forgive yourself? Uh-huh. Good. Now, it's easy. Yeah. It's, you know, if you don't want me in your life and I still have love for you, that's okay. If, if you know, I... I'm fine with it because the moment you pick up the phone or you text me or you need something from me or you just want to say hello, I'm going to be there. I don't hold grudges. I'm not that person. You would have to do something really, really to the extreme to me to mm-hmm. for me not to want to talk to you. And I'm the type of person that says, okay, if you're done with me, you're done. But I hope that you do come back. You know what I mean? Like, I love to love people. And I'm sure you guys could see that. I sh- I'm sure I shine that through and I act that way. I I just love to love people. I love to cook for people. I love to pray with people. I love to encourage people. Anything positive, I just love to do. And it took took me a while to come out of my shell to to be able to admit that to people, that I love to love. But I do. I do. And that's why I was so curious if how or what people think about love because I don't believe in love at first sight and I thought I was being a prude but now I see that I'm not the only one like out of all of us I think it was just a minute that said she does right um yeah believe in love yeah I mean I think love comes in all kinds of expressions and there isn't one way or another but every when it comes to love I think anything is possible Mm mm-hmm but at yeah. first sight, America, <laughs> like you just you you lock eyes and you just what about it's, it's, what it's about, this person loves me and I love them. <laughs> what about huh? hate at first sight? I don't know. I think I think that you have to try it that one. But <laughs> like, what if you what if oh, you no. see well, somebody well, and you're just like, you're gonna ruin my life. Oh, I think that happens. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I think that happens. I think I, I think our intuition kicks in. Oh, you mean when it comes what to men? I think that happens to be like, I'm going to stay away okay. from that guy. Hell no. I, I think it happens. Okay, that's where I was going. Yeah, it's, I think it's more of an intuition. Question. See, it's, it, like, it depends on how you're trying to define love at first sight. Do you know what I mean? Just let me tell you, with my baby daddy... <laughs> I love it. First sight for me. No, is, that's ridiculous. Okay, we fell in love. We're getting married, and that's we're gonna. Ridiculous. No, that's, that's different. Now, of if you're course. talking about like like vibing like, at first sight, or like what, that, yeah. I genuinely that first that first description I is like the fantasy in. romantic idea of love. That's fake. That's shallow. That's poo poo. Right. Like whatever. If that's what you're looking for, that's what you're gonna get. It's gonna be poo poo. <laughs> but 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 it's more of like this energetic heart to heart connection. Yeah. For some reason, with some people, you just recognize each other. You feel this attraction, and it happens with friends. Do you know what I mean? It can happen, like with uh, Adriana and Edson. You were talking about that connection. I don't know where. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. I there's there's vibes that I even even just thinking about vibing with mm-hmm. certain people mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. makes you happy. Who's big? It just makes your day. There's certain people. There's certain people that can just like like let's just say May texts me in the morning, good morning or whatever. It's just it's a, it's so nice to know. Mm-hmm. That she thought about me in the morning. You know, it's that that type of vibe I get. Mm-hmm. I I love that type of vibe with people. But love is a strong word. Huh, guys? It is. It's very, a beautiful very, word. Very I'm are you a beautiful word? Are you? It it's a beautiful word, but it it is it does have a like. It has like a very not Depth. scary. I don't want to say scary because if love feels anything like the way I love my son, where it's so pure and joyful, that's what love is. We that's and, and amazing. That, like my challenge to everybody, including myself, 
is to like stop being scared of love. Love is not a scary thing. You know, fear, fear of love. Now that's scary. Like we're not really scared of love. You know, we're, we're afraid of being hurt. We're afraid of all these things that we think love it isn't. But when you love somebody yeah, and you want to be with somebody, is it wrong to want them to be monogamous to you? Oh, you know, that's an interesting question because I feel like I'm going through that right now. Um, I think that everybody has a different timeline. And if you're willing to wait to see if that person's going to catch up to you, then that's your choice. Um, but it's your choice. You know, if a, if, if, a, if a person says they don't want to be monogamous with you at all, ever, then you have your answer. If they say, not right now, it's up to you whether you want to stay with that or not. Um, and it depends, too, where it comes from. If okay. it comes from a place of feeling desperate or needy or, like, because you need, like, validation, validation that you can't give to yourself, then I would say, yes, it's wrong to ask for monogamy. If it's coming from that place. But what if they're not even being honest with you or honest with themselves? Like, are you supposed to love them regardless? Like, would that still be love? I mean, I feel like there's kind of like almost like a contractual break. I mean, but one that doesn't exist. I think that's tricky because sometimes we want to wait for somebody. And if you want to wait, go ahead and wait. But if you have a very clear vision of what you want and the person standing next to you isn't ready then I say there's a part of you that has to just move on and, and no, I mean like, what if say they say, Oh yeah, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And you know, you find out they're cheating on you, you know, do you turn around and accept that, you know, they don't want to be monogamous. It's all about yourself. It's it's about what you want. Like your own feeling of self-respect. If you're okay with that, then stay. I agree. But if, if, if there's a little bit of you that feels disrespected then that's not okay and you have to trust your boundaries like you have to be very certain of what your Mm -hmm. boundaries are and not let anybody cross them and if they cross them even though it's going to hurt and it's going to feel bad you have to say goodbye the expectation the expectation should be set from you toward you in my opinion but you know you hear people talk about unconditional love that would be unconditional love without condition Um, mm, (laughs) no that means that like you could love them for the mistakes that they've made but you've got your own self respect and your own dignity and you love yourself unconditionally first right I mean that I mean that to me like I think what May's trying to say is how do you trust them again after they've You've given them your all. Well, not not even that. It's just, like, it's just like when people say like, oh, like you're, when you get married, you're supposed to love each other unconditionally, regardless of the mistakes they make. Like that word, unconditional love, like that cannot be spoken really. Like I, I feel like I don't have the right to say I love you unconditionally because there is conditions that come with my love. Um, not to say that I'm going to stop loving you if we separate, but I don't want to continue a relationship with you if you, you know, are going outside of my conditions. Hmm. Well, because Ooh, I just think, I, sorry, I, I don't know. In my opinion, I just think it goes back to the confidence thing. Um, I mean, you can be as confident as you want to be, but this other person, you you don't no, control you don't. that other. You body. don't. So that's why you have They're, to be content with yeah. yourself, to the point where you're like, all right, well, I mean, my conditions were violated, so fuck it, you know. Yeah. So, so you can you agree that like there's no such a thing as unconditional love outside of maybe your child. No, I'm going to disagree because I and and again, it just might be semantics or like a like a different way of coming at this. But like to me, it's like like if somebody cheats on you, right, like that doesn't mean you become a doormat. You, You have boundaries. You you could still love them. You still love them. Right. Like that. That right. Cheated on me. I can still love you. 
but I have boundaries and I have self-respect and I'm going to move on. You know, unconditional love doesn't mean that you're going to stay together. It means that you continue to love that person regardless of whether you're together or not, regardless of what he did to you. Okay. But you, yeah, but you have boundaries and you move, you know, it's like, I will still love you. Mm -hmm. You made a mistake. I forgive you, but I have boundaries and I have self-respect. You cross them and I'm going to move on. Does that, does that, I don't know if that gave more clarity. Yeah, no, I see, I was, I was trying to see like, either way, you know, it's either I have conditions, and these are my conditions, not like, you know, but at, in the end, you know, once you love somebody, yeah. it's hard to not love them. But yeah, like you said, I, I mean, that like makes perfect sense that, um, yeah, okay. that was perfect. <laughs> May yeah. I really want it to was, coach you? Yeah. We should it was have a good session. explanation. It's happened. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in mean, going yeah, for your business. Too. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, when it awesome. comes down to business and like handling all this stuff, I was, I'm more of a let it grow organically. But it's kind of like my Instagram feed is like I've got one post that I posted like two months ago. It's kind of a little sad. I bought a domain and it still <laughs> says under construction. Uh, there's a couple of things that I could probably do to get more business. Hire me. I'll definitely help right. you out. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, I think we all could agree that we've With all myself. been in love. Just kidding. <laughs> amazing how you can love so many people you know a lot of people um say oh uh you just throw the word love out there in the world and no i don't i don't throw it out there because i love people for different reasons Mm -hmm. for way different reasons you know i i don't love my pool man that comes clean my pool you know i don't tell him okay ron thank you i love you you know i don't i don't do that to 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 run but it's certain people in your life that you do love and you genuinely tell them that you love them I don't hang up the phone with any one of my family members without telling them that I love them and may I don't do I, with May I, I think usually me yeah. and May say love you when we hang up you know and I I have a, uh, a cousin and his best friend they tell each other that they love each other but I don't see nothing wrong with that a lot of people I strangers hard I love for them. them to say I, love I mean, you. shit, Edson, May, I love you guys too. It's, it, oh, yeah. I love you too. <laughs> He's like, I'm engaged. I'm Edson engaged. Sitting in the back, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my fiance is going to listen to this. No, no, but I, I get what you're saying, but no, I just but don't see, throw it out there to everyone. That's... I have to know you. I, I don't tell Edson that I love. I don't even yeah. think I tell Sully that I, I love I her, and I do love all her of you a guys lot. To tell a stranger that you love him, <laughs> because it's a truth. Like human beings, we're equipped to love what? each other at all times. Like I don't have to know you. You don't have to give me anything. That's what unconditional love is. Like I'm gonna love you, even if you're a stranger. I'm gonna love you because you're a human being that exists. Like that's what love is, right? When you when you watch you the be... news and something bad happened to somebody and you cry about it, it's mm-hmm. it's out of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, damn it, I oh, love yeah. you because I'm a big crier. <laughs> I'm an empath. I'm a forgiver. I'm a doormat. <laughs> I, I love way too much. I forgive too much, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't see a problem mm-hmm. with it anymore. I love that I'm like that. Yeah. I don't hold grudges. I I I don't know what it is to hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't know what that feels like. I don't want to know oh, what that feels good. like because <laughs> I've see, I've seen how people hold grudges and it's like mm-hmm. where does all mm-hmm. that anger come from? It's kind of scary. To me, the way I look at things, it's kind of scary. But, you know, love thy neighbor is such a big thing for me. Because I learned that 
since I was like four. You know, you have to love your neighbors. That that's what. And I'm gonna go back, and I know I say it all the time, but it's back to Mister mm-hmm. Rogers. You love your neighbor. You love people. I don't tell them that I love them, but I demonstrate it by doing things. America, I might not tell strangers that I love them, but if, like, if I go pick up some coffee or at a restaurant or something, Mm -hmm. I do like to talk to people, but it's usually the elderly. Because I don't want to grow old and be alone and everybody ignoring me. So I figured, well, if I put Mm -hmm. that out Mm -hmm. there, maybe all that energy will come back to me when I'm old. You know, I've if there's somebody walking their dog and they fell or something, I'm the type of person that pulls my car over and helps. If there's somebody stranded in the middle of the street, I'm one of the people that, you know, do you, can I call someone for you? Can I, but even if I'm running late and I don't know if that's my gut, my intuition or what it is mm-hmm. that I know that people, I can help people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just by being kind, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think we all have that in us. It's but, just a, it's a little bit harder. But, for, but can't, because we're all afraid to. We're all afraid to. to we, for, for some reason, we're all afraid to. But could you imagine how much better the world would be if if we weren't so scared of it and we were able to express love to each other? Like, no matter what? Like, even it. Yes. Oh, my God. There's. I, wouldn't it yeah. be amazing to, like, go up to people like, and just hug Like them. you were saying, can like, love hug? can come in different expressions. I love hugs. You hold the door for you know? somebody. You smile at somebody, you say, have a good day, and you really mean it. Or, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have a conversation and you listen to them, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody, everybody's carrying, out, carrying around pain. And we all just yeah. want to be seen for who we are. We just want to be heard. So if you just sit down and you, we listen, like that's an expression of love. And if we all yep. were, felt more comfortable expressing love, however it needed to be expressed to strangers, to family, to whoever, oh man, this world would be so beautiful. Have you ever lost anyone in your family or friends or a partner or anybody, even if there's you and not tell yes. them? Like that you love them? Mm. Me? Same. Yes. Did that change you by telling people now that you love them and that yes. you care for them and that you For me I think I was too young to understand. Um but if I put it in perspective now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's still hard for me. I mean, I mean, the thought of me moving forward and like not telling somebody I love that I love them and to not have the opportunity for the opportunity to be taken away tomorrow. That is the scariest feeling to me. Like that is what true like regret would be to me. Like if I hold back how I feel or, or show somebody that I love them just because I was too scared to let them know and then they were gone the next day and I ne- I'll never have the opportunity again to do it like that is just the scariest feeling I'm the same way uh, I I sometimes have to like call me and say oh should I do this or should I do that mm-hmm. and she always tells me go with what you feel there's nothing wrong with the way you love. Not everybody will understand the way yeah, you love. Even though people. I'm good at giving that advice, it's so hard for and me she's to pull right. myself out of my shell. I just had that. a thought. You know how we all say we're all scared of love, but love feels good, right? Once you're experiencing love, it feels good. Now that we talked about this, I think it feels even scarier to not express love and have it be <laughs> taken away from you. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Oops, sorry. I mean, F that or fudge that. Um, I think not showing love is scarier than, like, showing love or being loved. Final answer. Agreed. I agree. I agree. That sounds great. (laughs) 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 I don't think she I mean, it sounds great. I just can't pull myself to do it. Yet, yet. Okay, yet. I'm working on Let's it. Let's add yet. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a good uh, closing for this because how about we get together in three months from now and have another yeah, that's talk great. about this and see what we've changed. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay. Thanks well, for the thank you guys. And um, I, I appreciate you guys being in my life and each one of you are, are awesome people that I really, really care for. <laughs> I, do you want me to tell you yeah. guys that I love you? I, 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 I love, love all three of you. you. I love right? all three it's a love you and I'm excited to have this opportunity to do this with you guys. <laughs> and in three months, I'll still love you. <laughs> I, I'll love yeah, you guys I'm more. I'll love you as <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love how Edson is just no, sitting no in the back, no just no. quiet. <laughs> I love you it. Too, good night. Too. Bye. All right. Good night. Y'all have a good night. Bye.